Lord, there's very few things I like in this world. You know that. You've always known it. And I thank you for keeping me. Your teenagers aren't what you think they are. At any point in time, they want them dead. I didn't say Satan. I didn't say any spiritual demon or anything else. People, they want your teenagers dead. That's why they're filling their head with what they're filling their heads with. That's why they're drawing their attention the way they are. Not what they're drawing it to. The method that they're using to draw their attention. In the black race, when you don't get your way, you immediately utilize that which you're known for, your weakness. And that's your ability to fluctuate between what is secular and what is non-secular with the use of music. That's the God's truth. That's why you left 102.1 on over there in that room. Because of what was on over here. It ain't Black History Month. It's female month now. And I'm the second generation telling you this. And I'm talking to black folks. I'm not talking to white women. Black women. You're guilty. And look at the result. It's laying downstairs right now. Disrespectful, not just to me, to you. She was not talking to me. She was talking to you. She never even paid attention to her heart fluctuation and how it built up to a crescendo. It was not able to take her words away from her. It was enough to remind her, I'm still in charge. That's what she saw. Why? She has infiltrated authority. She managed to weave her way into that. And she don't know how to handle it. Do you know how many of hers there are? Black woman. Do you have any idea how many hers there are in that condition? And you want to quietly make adjustments? You don't get that luxury. That's not something that can be turned off and on down there. That's forever. From the minute she opened her legs, that's forever. What does it have to do with sex? Everything. One of my favorite movies, Jason's Lyric. I love that movie. It has its moments throughout it, throughout the movie. Saved or unsaved. It's a good movie to me. Why? Two things happen. Number one, it reminds manhood of what manhood actually is and what it's meant to be. Plain and simple. It has nothing to do with church. It has nothing to do with the world. Plain old God-created manhood. And a couple of uh, heart-resounding lines. In a world that's loud and thunderous. You found something quiet. That's not to give a lifespan to that movie. That's to remind you. You have no idea what you're toying with. 
You created children that can receive a phone call, repeat what you tell them to repeat, and they have no idea of what the reaction is. All they know is they'll receive a reward for participating. You should have never gave that type of authority to your children. I don't care if the society's existed before I came along or not. It should never be in the hands of a child. Why? They'll imitate without the ability to understand what they're doing. And you say you don't require them to. You can't cover never bit of that in this word. None of it. Uh, that makes the church dirty. How? They'll have to cover you. Won't they? Won't they have to tell just the right story? Tell just the right... Well... Nobody knows it's a lie if you're in charge. Don't you require that of the church? I mean, don't you? I'm talking to black women. I ain't talking to nobody else. You were warned some time ago, if Shay's on the repentant trail, you better watch his woman. Why? He gonna sit her down. You were warned 90 days. Probably more. Yeah. Why? Because, unfortunately, very unfortunately, you're utilizing the same things that you were utilizing, and you didn't know that you were set free and didn't have to. Just like clockwork, you sinned again. Just like nothing ever happened. Well, now, there's a problem with that. Some of you went through your rituals and said you cleaned yourself up. Some of you shaved your heads, if that's the thing that you do. How? And you went right back into sin. How was that possible? That you were cleansed, according to the Word of God. How was that possible that you received a blessing from God? And you called yourself cleansed. It didn't come from God. Looked like it did. Smelled like it did. Tasted like it did. You didn't get it from God. He never blesses anything dirty. I thank God that I had a tape to use. Because you now have the law working against you. And you can't figure out when it kicked in. All you know is the slight reminder that it could be utilized. You had missed it. It was already utilized. It was just a matter of time for the manifestation. Why do you think they ran in here? They warned you the whole time. You never expected God to be able to pull off what he did. God never loses, ever. He don't need near one of us. He said the very rocks will cry out to him. And the one thing that he is in your face for, not just me, not just a human being, God himself. Those 
teenagers are sitting in your place. Because you got lazy. That's the God's truth. Now, the thing is, some of it is going to be taken and misconstrued. The fact that you've been treated so badly and you're owed something. You can't even wash that in the Bible. You might be able to wash it in government, but you can't wash that in the Bible. It don't work. Repentance is repentance, plain and simple. Whatever the scripture says about if you stole something, give it back, repay, so on and so on, you have to live according to that too. However, it does not apply when you become lazy and allow that which has grown and manifested itself into something that is sin, and you birth a new generation with it. Do you have any idea how weak they are? Nobody will want them. Not just around them. They'll become unemployable. Not unemployed. Unemployable. That's what your enemy did to you. They just keep you going on and on and on. I don't think it's so much uh, that the true downtrodden is more deserving as much as it is you don't know what you're going to do with what you've obtained and they're at the age they can have babies part of that came out in that last mailing from the ministry you have no idea the power that they have and don't know what to do with it now the problem with the tongue is that you're now playing favorites using politics. Only politics has no place in the church that's go round. Not like it did before. You're dealing with straight up truth and lie now. Why do you think the homosexual is trying to do what he's trying to do with sex? Why do you think the black man is trying to do what he's trying to do with sex? Why do you think the woman, the black woman, is trying to do what she's trying to do with sex? Why do you think the white man and the white woman aren't touching the subject? Or haven't you noticed? Haven't you noticed? They've touched on marriage. They haven't touched on sex outside of marriage. Why? They know it's the proper place, and they don't have to because they're in charge of the majority of what you eat. Not just physically, coming across the airwaves. Or haven't you noticed that uh, certain money-making entities fall in the hands of people of color or people who are um, considered undesirables? Not a good word. Considered... Um, <laughs> less than whole but then you would say that's biblical well now how about that people who frequent establishments that sell sex people who pay for television stations that promote 
promiscuity, and things outside of the norm, publications, products that attribute KY jelly, Trojan, condoms, what other brand name do the, do the lawyers need to attack? Are you getting this picture yet? They're your teenagers. And they are in trouble up to their neck. And what do they have? All the money they need. All the snacks they need. All the free will to go one more step outside of safety. Now, what kind of safety? Let's talk about that for a minute. What kind of safety do the teenagers need? A V-chip only take you so far. V for Vendetta. Is that what y'all gonna do here? What's your new movie? I've noticed that you can, uh, and don't get me wrong, I know what I wrote in that letter. Prayed over. You have a way of putting a, uh, a trailer out there and then finishing the movie. Well, now, how about that? Only those little teenagers down there aren't buying soap flakes, are they? They're not going to wash their clothes because they enjoyed your show, are they? No, they're not. They're going to go to the mall. They're going to buy those condoms, that KY jelly. Those musical lyrics that go along with those products. Tunes and beats that remind them of the use of the sin with the body. Which according to the Bible goes against their very soul. Which houses, harbors, and curtails their mind and their emotions. Until what happens? Until what happens? Until parents are pushed to the brink. Until the court system is flooded with domestic issues that should no longer even be a problem, let alone talked about outside of the home. But then are you creating jobs by doing this, by keeping it such a problem? you realize summer is coming in this beach community where I'm at this time? You do realize that, and you realize they're going to have those concerts, and you realize they're going to want to promote all the things that the dark side promotes, as well as the light side promotes. Things like what? Things that leave your teenager uncontrollable. Which puts them in the category of unemployable. Which puts them in the category of eradicatable. Now what does that mean? That means in the 20 year plan of things, they get written off. How far can you think? I talked to my own niece. She can't think past her nose most days. She don't have to. Whose fault is that? I mean, come on, whose fault is that? It's been 
May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, January, February, 11 months of my physical presence here. Just me, one person. Whose fault is that? It must be placed. Why? Because she's influencing other teenagers because of my presence here. Isn't she? Whose fault is that? It's only been 11 months. Well, be kind to WBE month. Well, they were my two hours there to recreate myself on my bed so that I can perform my task. Well, there's nobody else to date that has paid for this ministry since the passing of my father. Therefore, everything against that, my ability to earn, is directly associated with the ministry. Whose fault is that? Well, how is it that a class war is able, was able, to be brought about? It's because way up top, way up there, together black and white and you knew that there would be an explanation required to an extent the life of my father was the explanation but that's way too real for a lot of you and that wasn't that big of a problem. You see, while a man or woman is alive, you can explain away a lot of things that you don't agree with because they're alive. And you can lose it in the confusion. You can stir up a bunch of doubt about whether or not they're correct. And whether you were sincere or not about paying the price of waiting the time to find out whether or not they were correct you just kind of took that luxury did whatever you did wanted to do with it but the problem was you had a white man along there with him a white man with the attention of others and then they began to link up arm in arm and you had multiple powerful white men coming into agreement with a black man well now, the problem that has always existed, but I never really chose to delve into it, whatever wealth or prosperity I had in my life, it was never required to be of color. 
white or black color. It was just required to be. By who? At first I thought it was my parents. But that was before I knew God. And after I found out about God, I knew he had placed a requirement. Why? There's a class war going on. It ain't gender. It ain't even color. It's class. How is that possible? Because you require an explanation. God made you that way. Your explanation is as such. From me, not from God, from me. I really don't care how much Bill Cosby pays for a loaf of bread. How much is my loaf of bread? I really don't care how much Alvin Poussant pays for a loaf of bread. How much is my loaf of bread? Now that statement is third generation from my grandfather. You see, he had a saying, it went something like this. How come Mr. Rockefeller's bread cost 10 cents and mine cost 10 cents? I mean, he got more money than me. There was a whole lot of wisdom in that. Even though he was joking and he was feeding his son, my father, some wisdom. There's a whole lot of wisdom in that. It goes something like this. You gonna be the best you can be at whatever level you find yourself at. And the problem became, uh, just in case Mr. Cosby's still wondering, since he stuck his neck out there for some black folks, and I know he stuck it out there for more than just black folks. The problem with Ennis was he wasn't me. The problem with Ennis was he was your son. The problem with Ennis, he wasn't any of the other black children. The problem with Ennis, he was your son. You had every right to do with your life and your money what you wanted to. From poor and penniless to rich and powerful. You had every right to do with your money what you wanted to. You had every right as an American. I'm going to make that part personal. Especially a black American. If you saw me doing something, you had every right to go to my parents and tell them, your son, you might want to look at that. But then once you attain so much fame and fortune, wealth, part of society took that from you. Out of jealousy and envy, a lot of it. And you tried to explain a lot of it away by moving on past your career ventures and then doing something with what you had attained. You learned it from the Jew. I know that. But these young blacks, they have no idea. Why? In a class war, you, you don't really want them to know a whole lot. I didn't say me. I said those that use, utilize that type of warfare. You don't even want them to know that there's one going on. Out of historical reasons.
A lot of them won't even live to see, not just in the black community, global. They won't even live to see what your life effort produced. The majority of them are not expected to even understand it. Why? Look what they're eating. Look what they have a hunger for, an appetite for. It ain't all your fault. Whatever fault's yours, I'm sure you've grown enough and man enough to take it. And right before my father went on home with the Lord, I heard him direct a few things your way. And part of me knew whatever y'all did up there in Harlem with Bill Clinton was behind it. It's not so much, uh, and yeah, I'll mention John Kerry's daughter's name. She's young. She's probably the same age as Ennis. What you're setting up for their future, it's not so much that uh, you don't want them ostracized or disconnected like Caroline. That's what's happening to her. She was expected to play a role. She was expected to fulfill a role, I should say. That's her family lineage. Her and every other family with some notoriety, prominence, whatever it is you want to call it. While I'm throwing these names out there, I didn't put me here. Let me remind you of that again. You're trying to figure out how to get along. Well, first and foremost, you don't get along. You never do. Your common ground is not found in your methods of getting along, especially if you're trying to add God to your life or you're finding out God was in control of your life. You can't find common ground. You might as well get over it. That little teenager down there, I'll let her go to hell. Why? She has a free choice. She has a right to. I took the movie tickets and that C.S. Lewis book downstairs and gave it to her. Why? Who told her to put on the boots and go see that movie? The first time out. A human being motivated by a spirit. Covering your ass. You forgot something. What if you're not the one on duty that day Satan shows up for her young and experienced life? Huh? What is she supposed to do other than be of no use to God? You're doing it naturally. This is a spiritual warfare. God takes and puts up and puts down in a spiritual warfare. Not money which runs the class warfare. Well now, as the black man and woman have grown adept in their uh, prominence, and no, I still have not finished that book, by the way. 
about the rich black people in their history. No, I haven't. But now that you have the woman coming along for these next 20 some days, whatever it is, what is it that you expect to do with these men and women that are coming up on the tail end of their lives? They're at the end of their life. No, not headed for retirement. Their days are numbered as far as God giving us days on the face of this earth. And we have a habit as human beings of shortcutting everything. Meaning we'll take in, uh, because we need something to be a certain way for a short period of time, you'll take and wipe out their whole life's effort. Because four years, eight years, maybe even 20 years that your life is going to experience is going to be affected by their life. So their previous 60, 70 years, whatever it is, become of no substance whatsoever. So you can get done what you want to get done. You can't do that. You can try. But you will draw God. Why? Do you have any idea how many lives they touched in that previous 60 or 70 years, whatever it was? And they may not take and have the resources or even the time or the inclination to garner support to get you to shut the hell up before you tear something up, something foundational. They may not even have to go through that with you. They may just get on their faces before God and ask God whether or not their intentions are honorable, no matter how short-lived they are. And should he get back to them in that time frame that they have left and allow them to understand that it is honorable and he's in it and don't worry about it, don't stand in awe at the ramifications of it. Because I'll try to explain a few of the ramifications and the extent to which they travel. They go all the way back to the very uh, alumni association of your institution that gave you the authority to earn power and then promote the ideas. That's pretty far. Hundreds of years in some senses, some cases. Black and white. That's pretty far. How would you like an institution known for centuries to be a spot in society? A place of ill repute. A place that, uh, you can't really say that it just showed up at some generational point along the way. Some issue that it had to have been obviously there from the beginning, regardless of the fact of whether or not God was there in the beginning. The evidence showed up that this sin also had to be there from the beginning. How would you like to lose the reputation of one of your fine institutions to something like that? That's who's behind it. The minds of tomorrow are cherished today. 
their nurturing begin today? Don't they? I mean, come on. How could you figure out X amount of jobs are going to be created if you didn't know what had been created? I mean, come on. It's not that hard to figure out. But then the idea of a child in my heart, in my eyes, says they're worth it. But I'm not willing to give you near one of them if this is what you're actually doing. Why is it such a factor if you created some sort of competition between two human beings that possess spirits? You would have to say, or at least try to convince, if I'm one of the so-called drawn into this competition, I didn't do it willingly, and you know it. I have no idea what you're involved in. I pay attention to the Spirit of God. You would have to point out the fact that uh, one follows God and one doesn't. Well, if you even have to bring that up, you'd have to point out the fact that it was the lack or the absence of God in the first place that caused the need. And then that ought to shut you up right there. How could you possibly place the competition to that? Samson, come let him make sport for us. They weren't after the spirit driving Samson. They didn't invite that spirit. Man ain't got that kind of courage, as my father would say. Does he? Do you? No, you don't. Not even in your foolishness will you draw God that way. Why? Satan will show up first. That means you went and got in Satan's face. He ain't going to have that. He never allows that. Because he knows that draws God, his enemy. You never even stop to think about it. Your own vanity drew your God. And you don't serve the God. Never stop to think about it. Well now, if you had, uh, I won't say a big head, I'll say a heart for someone or something other than God, and it caused you to what we as Christians know as sin, what did you intend on doing with the outcome of your efforts? Don't say consume what we in Christianity call consuming it upon our own lust. Meaning you go buy a bigger house, uh, hoard more money in the bank, uh, buy a bigger car, whatever. Or even blow your own ego up by just saying, I did it. What is it you expect? Because when you draw something especially in the form of glory, and I know God's going to touch on it because I got it from him about a week ago. That blessing, he prayed that God's glory would be blessed. Happy, fortunate, and to be envied glory. You never even thought about that type of glory. You just
just thought about glory as being the peak and the pinnacle. Uh Uh-uh. It goes way further when God's glory is blessed. Some of you thought glory was the blessing. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. What you're going to leave behind in your wake as you drive your ship is something that you not only can't control now, something that will control you. Now that ought to shake your tree. Why? You don't have the ability to control what you're telling others you're in control of now. And now that's going to hit you in your quiet time. The realization. That's when people end up killing themselves or going and getting using drugs or alcohol and out or whatever. That's what shows up in their countenance. And you think it's just the stresses of life. No, it's not the stresses of life. It's sin. High, unholy sin. Because you took something that's prayed over, had been prayed over, and is fighting, being fought over now, and people are taking, they're praying for their energy to go to work, they're praying for the ability and the courage to give their tithe, they're praying for their health to be uh, in order so that they can keep continuing to do it over and over and over again, and then they're taking that prayer life and tithe and offering and giving it to someone else and they're praying about something that they'll be, those people that are giving can continue to keep on giving so that they can take and buy whatever it is God put on their heart to buy and that cycle gets affected by your sin you don't understand that because you think somebody is taking and encroaching upon your freedoms your right to pursue happiness the law said you had the right to pursue it didn't promise you happiness it said pursue and right there in that pursuit is where the warfare is in the pursuit the apostle paul said know ye not that you're gonna run everybody gonna run ain't gonna be but one winner and one prize now uh then if I can trip you up and have you beaten at the air, that's the same Apostle Paul. You over there beating at the air. Ain't nothing over there. Ain't a thing over there but your time being wasted. You steady swinging. All your life's effort. All your good years. While I'm over here taking the easy race and going to get the prize. If I had that type of character. Satan does. The Antichrist does. And people have learned how to utilize that. They've learned how to waste your time. Have you swinging at something that drew your attention away from what God intended you to be not only having not having to fight over, but 
just grabbing the realization that he's already made you victorious in it and there was no fight. You didn't have to do a thing but obey God and receive it. How about that? And you think that certain people aren't worthy of death, hell, and destruction? Christian? You think that? Did you grab what I just utilized, the scripture, to apply it to your life now, today, March 5th, 2006? That's what they're doing to you. Creating a fight for you to fight when you already got the victory over the situation. Meaning, it was just a gift, and they shot in between your gift. Who do you think sent them? If nobody but you and God knew you were praying for it, who do you think sent them? And then because you can apply the body to it, you can put a name on the person. You can put a face to the person. You can put a gender to the person. Scary, ain't it? I mean, you can still picture that same person as lovely. Sweet, cheerful on some occasions. You never stop to think about that. Satan sent him. They willingly let him. Why? What their desire had become outside of God. And they were going to spend it on ungodly things. Whatever their attainment was, inner strength, a cheerful heart for the moment. They were going to spend that for your enemy, the enemy of the Lord and God you serve. And all you wanted to do was what? It's simple, but it's kind of complicated. I mean, to think that somebody would think that debased to take from you. I mean, you could understand if they stole some tangible thing from you. But that's your makeup, your composure, that that type of theft takes. And it's not easily replaced, if it's replaceable at all. That's God's call. Yeah. Some of them say, I, I had a family to take care of. Some of them say, I have these little children. Some of them say, I have these bills to pay. Some of them say, you have too much. You can afford not to win this time. They have no idea what God's doing. They have no idea about that prayer cycle I just told you about. All they know is me, mine, here and now. And I hope I can get up and do it a second day in a row. That's what you have in common with the world. Someone that does not reverence your God and your way of thinking and acting, which comes from God. Theirs comes from them. They don't tell you that part. 
They don't tell you that they recognize the fact that you don't think like you think. You think like that God you talking about. They don't tell you that. It's up to you to know it. But they don't tell you they do know that. Some of them lie to you and tell you oh, that, that's just your way of thinking. They lie. They already know it wasn't you. They know what they taught you. That's how they know it wasn't you. You ever stop to think about that part? Well, if you had all of your concerns pushed out of the way, you do realize that there would be another concern created. You do realize that, eh? Not necessarily by you. Somebody trying to get you to carry their load. Did you catch that? That's not your responsibility. Your responsibility is whatever burden the Lord places on you. And his is light and easy to be entreated. How about that? And doing this is much harder and takes more out of you than you think. It's hard to recover when you get on a roll from God and got to do something for God. It takes a lot out of you. They don't tell you that part. Why? Because it's your very makeup that's performing the task. When you go to work, you're not giving it your all. Now, I don't mean you're not there giving 100% to your task. I mean the tasks of work do not require all of you. You're not made up to give a man or woman all of you. It ain't in you. You'll tell them to go to hell first. Even if they do pay you more money. It ain't in you to give all of you. God's different. When you do something for God, you're giving it your all. Or it didn't go to God. And sure, the invitation didn't even come from God. Don't forget that. Why? Uh, there's the Old Testament thing while I was studying the other day. Uh, an angel baked in that cake. It lasted for a minute. 40 days, 40 nights, he needed it. However, you realize it had an end to it. Energy for the task. And that's all. Well, now, my father was working on some very interesting things prior to his going to be with the Lord. Very interesting. Me give you people? Why? I remember. Those words were cut from another article. Had a little curly head, blonde hair, white boy on it. With the caption, easy to use. I don't have that notebook anymore, but I sure remember that picture. I believe my father got it somewhere. Why do you think the white man put that out there all those years ago? Huh? Why do you think he chose to put his seed in that light of being easy to use? I'll tell you why. 
he was pretty much telling you, you ain't going to use my boy. That's pretty much what he was warning the globe of. It ain't going to happen. Now, he can act the fool and get himself in a bad position and let you misuse him. But he was pretty much saying, I'll be damned if you're going to use my boy like that. Now, here's what that means. Number one, he knows who he can trust and who he can't. His son doesn't. And now here you are all these years later, black woman, mother of every father's family if you read your Bible, if you live according to that word, here you are all these years later. You can't blame Krista. You can't even blame Gail. Why? They had tutors, didn't they? Well, Margaret ain't here, is she? Pauline ain't here, is she? Well, I'll give you something to think about, something to pray about. Not just in my family, women, period. What are you going to do with them? I suggest you get them some real God and cut this cloak and dagger witchcraft stuff out because it is witchcraft. That's sin to God. Train up a child in the way that they should go and they will not depart from it when they're older is the way God's word says and reads. It's made alive in obedience. Now, how is it made alive in obedience? Half the time they lying about tempting me. I want you to know that. What they're doing is making themselves necessary so that they can gain something. Their reward. It's what you're doing with Jamie. I keep trying to tell you that. All they know is they get a reward. They don't know about the outcome. What do you think that grows into when they're adults? It grows into something dangerous. You can't be in control of it because you're not always on duty. And your replacement is reading your report. A piece of paper. That's supposed to have the spirit behind it. To make it manifest that you understand it as it actually is. You don't have that kind of authority. God didn't give it to his creation. He gave each and every one of us, uh, I'll say it this way, they're meant to be thought of angels. But the Holy Spirit of God is totally different. Angels receive instructions. The Holy Spirit of God he carries instructions as sent, not to be misconstrued, and instantaneous action or reaction, unlike an angel. They got to go back and get further orders or wait for further instructions. And they only have the task that they were sent to perform. The Holy Spirit of God is everything you need him to be when you need him to be it. Angels are not. Did you catch that? I hope so.
Why? It's sin-laden witchcraft. Stop it. Doesn't do me any good beyond telling you to stop it. I tell you what God tells me to tell you, and then I'm done with it. It does me no good or gives me no great joy to watch you suffer. I don't know where you get that from. It's uh, the babysitting thing that you perform. If you'll keep your motive straight, God will bless it. But when it becomes witchcraft to make yourself necessary, that's when the sin occurred. He never blesses sin. Did you catch that? Because in your makeup, you're not made to treat your child less than someone else's child. You might have a flaw in your character somewhere, and you might be that type of person to where you love children better than your own. I've seen that occur. However, when it gets right down to it, you'll spend more of you on your child than you will on someone else's child. Very few people can handle, remember, if you're not protecting someone else's child, you're not protecting your own. Very few people can handle the extent to which the Spirit of God promoted that. Why? They're all equal in the eyes of God. He gave some more, gave some less, but they're all equal in the eyes of God. Or the Bible lied. Well, you can't take what this so-called class warfare is presenting to you. You can't take it. Why? There's truth in it. And you're built on lies. You can't take it. And when you resist all the way to the point to where you're willing to risk a life, you will. Not mine. Why? What did God save me for? What did God save you for? It wasn't for heaven. I love God for what he showed me the other day. Your salvation is for here. When you get to heaven, you won't need saving. If you want to waste time, you waste your own time. I don't have any for you to waste. That goes for Jamie and anybody else in this household. I did not ask to come here. Did you catch that? That's filled with as much love as I have in my heart. For everybody. To consume, not just in this household, anybody involved around here. To consume the efforts of me and my ministry upon your own lust is sin. And that goes for you and your saved life and anybody else. You should adopt that. Or you can't perform God's task. You're lying. Don't ever forget that. The day you got saved, the day you were willing to receive instruction from God by the Holy Spirit of God to perform whatever task your life is meant to perform. You won't consume it upon your lust. Meaning an overwhelming desire to do anything 
other than what God sent your way. They don't go together. They don't mix. They don't even look alike. It's one of the few areas that can't be imitated either. Yeah. Those notes I found from old souls seems like such a long time ago. They lying from the pit of hell. They are not imitating to the extent to which your gift carries you. It only looks like it for a period of time. How long? I mean, how long? You've got unsaved folks that ain't even buying into that anymore. People barely coherent of the fact that the Spirit of God even exists. People that, uh, they really are kind of offended. And they haven't quite realized that it's the Spirit of God that makes them offended. They just think it was some good upbringing. Something that just don't quite sit right with them. They haven't quite grasped that it's the Spirit of God that's doing that to them. You sorry SOB is what they normally call you. Yeah. Those people that they really do separate themselves out. In a, they don't know. I can't explain this. They don't know that it's a godly manner that they're doing it. All they know is that we don't do that around here and get away from me. And no, you can't come near me. And they're not saved yet. And they don't quite attribute that to God. They call it class. Yeah. Mannerly is what it was called before. Corrupting good manners is what they called it before. We don't even use the word manners. Do we? I mean, come on, 2006, we don't even use that word. In certain circles, I guarantee you they do. Etiquette. Well. Or are you keeping back uh, certain goodies for your house? There's a lot of houses in this community. Close to. How are you going to keep something from your neighbor like that? I mean, in the little circles where the kids play, they're going to run into each other sooner or later. How are you going to keep that from each other? One's mannerly and one ain't. How is that possible? The easy way is to tell them where manners come from. Not just your grandmother did it that way. Where did she get it? Where? Your grandfather, where'd he get it? And when you trace it all the way back, don't lie on God. Don't do it. And don't take the fact that if you mention God, it's going to hurt you now. Meaning, because the evidence will show up that you really don't have much of him in your life right now. Don't lie on God. Give him his propers, as they said in that movie. You do realize what Forrest Whitaker was portraying with that, right? It didn't bother him that the boy ran by and was trying to steal his money. He'd have probably gave him some. That didn't bother him. What bothered him was that disrespect. 
Manhood. Well, now. WBE month. 